our names but in case you don't i'm penny and i'm cj from penny's empowerment club.com and cjskidsclub.com welcome to the daily prayer walk thank you so much for joining us it is an honor and a privilege to number one wake up and number two to wake up and be in fellowship with you thank you so much for being with us Today is Friday, August 28th, 2015. That's the 13th of Elul in the year 5775 on the Hebrew calendar. Our Psalms in the daily rotation today are going to be chapters 69 through 71. And our daily thought is crossroads. There are crossroads where you choose not only your future, but your past as well. Take one road and your past becomes but an irrelevant and forgotten dream. Take another road and even the darkest past can become a magnificent frame for a moment of glory. 
the moment for which your soul was formed, and all the past was made. Powerful. And I, I know that I use that word a lot on these daily thoughts, but um, truly this is great because this is a crossroad. This is where you decide your future, but your past as well. You know, is your past going to be irrelevant and forgotten? Like, it's not going to matter. You had all these days leading up to this, but they kind of didn't amount to anything. It's still kind of day after day, same thing, kind of drudgery, and there doesn't seem to be anything special about it. Or maybe you went through something really traumatic and hurtful, and the past is extremely negative. But here it says, take another road, and even the darkest past can become a magnificent frame for a moment of glory. How awesome is that? Basically, make your mess your message, right? If you went through something horrible and terrible. The silver lining moment. Exactly. The silver lining moment, looking for that silver lining. That's the crossroad. The crossroad is right when you decide what is the silver lining moment. That's it right there. So this is really great because it's a reminder that, yes, you know, stuff has happened. We all have pasts, right? But also it says the moment for which your soul was formed and all the past was made. So that everything had a reason. Everything that you've gone through, everything you've led up to, everything you've learned up until this point. When you decide to do something, when you decide that you aren't just here just to exist. You have a purpose. And even if you're not exactly sure what that purpose is, just by being the best person that you can be on a daily basis. If there's somebody that you see is discouraged, you know, just encourage them. It doesn't require any you know, huge act. It's kind of funny because a lot of people think miracles are these ginormous things. And the thing is that uh, miracles are extremely special. Like the fact that we can breathe without having to think about, you know, take a breath in, take a breath out, take a breath in, take a breath out. And at the same time, our heart is beating. Imagine like, take a breath in, beat, take a breath in, heartbeat, take a breath in, heartbeat. You know, we can't keep up with that heartbeat, heartbeat, breath. Heartbeat, heartbeat breath, you know? Yeah. So it's a truly a miracle the way that we're created. It's a miracle the way the plants grow. It's a miracle how they have those nutrients. All these little miracles and big miracles around us. But they don't have to be ginormous. It doesn't have to be a mother lifting a car off of her child big. It can be a small thing. Look at how small some seeds are, and yet they sprout life. And life that feeds us, life that gives us shade, life that, you know, gives us a pleasant aroma. So there is a potential for miracle in every little thing, including our words. And the way that we, you know, interact with other people. We don't know what someone else is going through. Maybe they're going through a really, really hard time. And just the fact that you took the time, like CJ would do this all the time. And I know that my family would get mad at me because they would say, He's too friendly. They're going to wind up kidnapping him or something. But CJ would go up to people as we're walking by and he would just be happy and just say hi. And just that simple hi and happy, like really happy to interact with somebody. And you could see literally the look on some people's faces. Number one, they were not expecting someone to greet them. And number two, just that sheer happiness and it rubbed off on them. And... I would be told, a lot of times I was told, um, 
that I was extremely blessed because my child had this something and that something is happiness. So, I, I mean, I know that there's some people sometimes that'll say like his, <laughs> CJ has this laugh that just, I can hear him from the other side of the house, <laughs> you know, it's very high pitch. It, it is, high but pitch. it comes from his soul. So as much as somebody will say, wow, he laughs too loud or wow, this, you know what? I'm not going to stop CJ from laughing because that's part of number one, who he is. And number two is coming from his soul. Now, the thing is that happiness and that bubbliness, it might not seem like a miracle on the surface, but whenever he interacts with other people, taking that soul happiness and that soul, that friendliness and giving that to someone else, treating someone. Whoops. CJ just knocked something off his desk. Um, we're doing our, our prayer podcast from CJ's room today. So, or from his side of the room. Um, so his laugh might not seem like such a big deal. It might sometimes, you know, some people get annoyed because of how loud it is. I know that, um, in our home, <laughs> sometimes people will say, wow, that's, you know, but to me, it's like they don't understand. I've, I've seen how that laughter and that happiness rubs off on other people. And it, that literally can be the miracle for someone that day. If they're depressed, if they're going through things, you know, people who have been really, really sick and their family doesn't visit them, they're alone, they're worried about the future. And then you have someone come along who's happy and perky and, hi, how are you? And makes them look at the world differently instead of feeling depressed and like, well, we're going to die and I'm going to lose everything and I don't have anyone. And I'm suddenly just with a friendly word and a smile, you know, their, their whole mindset changes and then they look around the world and, huh, so maybe they want to fight to live. You know, that happened in the case of my uncle. And again, involving CJ, because CJ was just genuinely happy to be around him. Um, my uncle was sick, and he was already, you know, at the end of his illness, and he was grumpy. He was upset he was passing. He was upset that he was sick. He was upset for many different things. Um, but he fought to live each time he went into the hospital. He fought to live a little bit longer so that he could come out because... CJ, that friendliness, that happiness, that desire to be around and, and be happy and make people smile. And he doesn't, CJ doesn't do things like um, clown tricks. I don't know if they're called clown trips. I'm not trying uh, tricks. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to clowns. I, don't, I honestly don't know the right uh, terminology for that. But he doesn't do things to make somebody laugh that way. He just talks to them as if they matter and he's happy to be around them. And that is huge. And that's something I don't want to take away from my son. I actually tell him, you know, perhaps that's his gift. And that's another thing. Gifts. We think that, well, that right there, the miracle, we think that it has to be some huge ginormous thing. It doesn't. It could be just the power of a friendly word and a smile that can literally make a miracle to someone else. Someone who was ready to give up, someone who saw no purpose in, in fighting anymore. Um, there's just so many different, you know, things about that, that we don't realize how important we are in that moment. We could be the most important person in someone's life. 
And that right there is a miracle, saving a life, giving people hope, giving somebody hope and, and helping them to change their mindset so that they, they fight for their lives. They fight for goodness. They start to feel like, you know what? I'm alive. I want to live well. Um, God did not make us to, to be here suffering. And we are going to go through trials and tribulations. But how much we suffer is really a mental decision. Because there are so many, you know, cancer, and I used this example, I think, yesterday. There's some cancer patients and there are some people who are so friendly and so good and you have no idea why that person has to suffer so much. And yet in the midst of their suffering, they're still friendly and good and they're still telling you, you know what, don't harbor that that hatred. Don't harbor that feeling of hurt. Don't harbor that feeling of rejection. They're looking at these positive things, even though they themselves are in a very, you know, what we would look at and say extremely dark place. But they have mentally chosen not to, to accept that. How is that not a miracle that somebody who's suffering, that somebody who's going through something like that, it hurts us to look at what they're going through. And yet they are able to step out of that and they're able to help encourage others. So you can be a miracle and miracles don't have to be huge. And it's that crossroad when you decide what your life is going to be, whether your your past had any kind of a positive silver lining moment or whether it was just another day or um, if it's a terrible thing in the world, it's a terrible place. These are these are the decisions that we have to make. So yeah, crossroads. That's today's daily thought. Today's daily thought is original success. Before your soul descended to this world, it was determined she would succeed. If not in this lifetime, then in another, or yet another. Eventually, she will fulfill her entire mission, and in each lifetime, she will move further ahead. It was this knowledge that conceived her. It was this inspiration that brought the world to be. It is the vision of her success. It is this vision of her success that lies at the essence of all things. This is a really, really interesting um, thought, actually, because um, it seems like it's talking about reincarnation. It appears to be saying that we come into this world, we're going to have this lifetime, we try to do what we can, and then our lives are over, and then we get another chance at it. On the other hand, you have those who say that there is no reincarnation and this life is all that we get. Um, I'm not sure where you fall into that whole category spectrum, your belief as far as that goes. But my question really is, why, if, if, if um, reincarnation is real and true and possible, why would you want to wait four or five lives? Why would you want to go through experiencing some very difficult things. There are so many in, in this world who they get cancer, or they suffer horribly, they have terrible accidents, they have many things, you know, bad things happen to them. How many hurtful things have we all been through, whether it's a, the death of a loved one or a divorce, and when our pets die, because our pets become family, they are literally members of our household, our family, parts of our heart. Why would you want to experience all the, the pain and suffering over and over and over again? You know, I don't. I know that I probably would want to come back for the good things. 
but that can also keep us in a state of like, oh, well, it's not everything is bad. You know, some things were good and I love my children and I would come back so that I could be a mom again or I would come back so that I could try to help more people. You know, that's great. But at the same time, you're going to extend your time in, in a struggle. And really, um, if you want a, a big fancy home, are you going to take one job and work at it all your life? Not earning very much, not seeking promotion, just kind of in that state because you go to work, you work as hard as you can. On the weekends, you party your money away. So you wind up not saving anything and you have that dream in your heart of having a nice home for your family. So would you go through your whole life that way so that you could come back again and you say, well, you know, I have another life. I can try again in the next life. What if you don't get another one? Or what if in the next life you don't have the same family members? A lot of times they say you're reconnecting with someone that you were with in a previous lifetime. But, you know, at the same time, it, it takes a long time for connections to be made. It takes a long time for people to grow. If you're born into a new body, you have to learn how to walk and talk and do all those things every single time. And then you don't know how much time you have before it's time for you to check out again. Um, so my biggest thing is, on here it says, before your soul descended to this world, it was determined she would succeed. It was this knowledge that conceived her. It's the inspiration that brought the world to be. And it's this vision of her success that lies at the essence of all things. Why would we wait for another life to be the best that we could? We and we you know, the best we can in this one? Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this is a person's um, opinion. It's something that they're writing. It's not stated in fact that there is another life. I personally don't know. If I'm, I'm not sure. I'm undecided on this whole reincarnation thing. Is it possible? Is it not possible? Yes. What did the kitty do, sweet thing? I think it's like in the middle of it, maybe. Well, not in the middle, but I'm... Imagine towards more like reincarnation because how imagine how big heaven has to be with all these people. And if it's true about the multiple dimensions, is there heaven for them too, or is it just like going going to one big place? Hmm. I mean, after why this universe has to run out of space. Does it? This universe is always expanding. Science says that the universe is still expanding. It has not finished yet. Yes, but when would that finish might be? I don't know, but there are so many millions and billions of worlds. If there's space in the universe to have to keep expanding, and then if there's space for there to be many universes, we don't know what the... And I do understand what you're saying about space. We don't know how much space there is. But uh, in the Bible, there's a section where it says that the the spirits of the faithful are waiting underneath God's altar. So I'm not exactly sure. Either way, I'm undecided on that. But I do know that I want to try to have the best life that I can. And um, I know that I have made a lot of mistakes. And I'm sure that there are many of you who feel the same way. We want to fix our lives. We don't want to live that way forever. We don't, whatever that way is for us. Um, we want something different. And so we can have something better for our children. Not just, you know, a nicer house and a nicer car, but. We want better lives for our kids. And part of that is being the best that we can be and not putting off for another life 
what we could be doing in this one. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You know, comment in the, the comment section below if you're on our website or um, if you are listening to this either live or on the podcast page. Enter your comments into the chat box there. Okay, so our daily uh, prayer, our psalm rotation rather. Again, we are going to be doing Psalms 66 and through 68, and we always start with chapter 145 and go into the Shema. Chapter 145, a praise of David. I shall exalt you, my God the King, and I shall bless your name forever and ever. Every day I shall bless you, and I shall praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is great and very much praised, and his greatness cannot be searched. Generation to generation will praise your works, and they will recite your mighty deeds. Of the majesty of the glory of your splendor and the words of your wonders I shall speak. And the strength of your awesome deeds they will tell, and your greatness I shall sing. Of the remembrance of your abundant goodness they will speak, and of your righteousness they will sing. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all, and his mercies are on all his works. All your works will thank you, O Lord, and your pious ones will bless you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom, and they will speak of your might, to make known to the children of men his mighty deeds, and the glory of the majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom of all times, and your ruling is in every generation. The Lord supports all those who fall and straightens all who are bent down. Everyone's eyes look to you with hope and you give them their food in its time. You open your hand and satisfy every living thing with its desire. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. The Lord is near to all who call him, to all who call him with sincerity. He does the will of those who fear him and he hears their cry and saves them. The Lord guards all who love him and he destroys all the wicked. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Chapter 66. This psalm describes the praises and awe-inspiring prayers that we offer God upon the ingathering of the exiles. For the conductor, a song, a psalm. Raise your voices in jubilation to God, all the earth. Seeing the glory of his name, make his glorious, make glorious his praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Because of your great strength, your enemies will admit their treachery to you. All the earth will bow to you and sing to you. They will sing praise to your name forever. Go and see the works of God, awesome in his deeds toward mankind. He turned the sea into dry land, and they passed through the river on foot. We rejoiced in him there. He rules the world with his might, and his eyes watch the nations. Let the rebellious not exalt themselves, Salah. Bless our God, O nations, and let the voice of his praise be heard. He has kept us alive and did not allow our feet to falter. For you tested us, O God. You refined us as one refining silver. You brought us into prison. You placed a chain upon our loins. You mounted men over our head. We went through fire and water, and you brought us out to abundance. I will enter your house with burnt offerings. I will pay to you my vows. With my lips uttered and my mouth spoken my distress, I will offer up to you burnt offerings of fat animals with the smoke of rams. I will prepare cattle and he goats, Selah. Come, listen, all you who fear God, and I will relate what he has done for my soul. I called to him in my mouth with exultation beyond my tongue. I have seen iniquity in my heart. My Lord would not have listened. But in truth, God heard. He gave you to my voice of prayer. Blessed is God, who has not turned away, turned away my prayer or his kindness from me. Amen. Chapter 76, I mean 67. The psalm is known as a specially revered prayer. It too speaks of the era of the ingathering of the exiles and the wars of Gog and Magog, a time when the Lord will be one. For the conductor, 
a song with instant music, a psalm. May God be gracious to us and bless us. May, may he make his countenance shine upon us forever. That your way be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. The nations will extol you, O God, and the nations will extol you. All the nations will extol you. The nations will rejoice and sing for joy, and you will judge the peoples justly. The guide the nations on earth forever. The peoples on ex- will exile you, O God, extol you, O God. All the peoples will extol you, for the earth will have yielded its, yielded its produce, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all from the farthest corners of the earth shall fear him. Amen. Amen. Chapter 68. An awe-inspiring and wondrous prayer. David composed a psalm referring to a future event. When Shennacherib would surround Jerusalem on Passover during the reign of Hezekiah, he also prophesizes about the good we will enjoy during the Messianic era. For the conductor by David, a psalm, a song. Let God rise, let his enemies be scattered, and let his enemies flee before him. As smoke is driven away, drive them away. As wax melts before fire, let the wicked perish before God. And the righteous will rejoice, they will exult before God and delight with joy. Sing to God, chant praises to his name, extol him who rides upon the heavens with his name, Yah, and exult before him. A father of orphans and a judge of widows is God, in the abode of his holiness. God settles the solitary into a home and frees those bound in shackles, but the rebellious are left to dwell in an arid land. O God, when you went out before your nation, when you marched through the wilderness, Selah, the earth trembled, even the heavens dripped before the presence of God. The mountain, This mountain of Sinai trembled before the presence of God, the God of Israel. You poured generous rain, O God. When your heritage was weary, you secured it. Your flock settled there. In your goodness, O God, you prepare for the poor. My Lord will fulfill the word of the heralds to a great legion. Kings of armies will flee. They will flee, and she who inhabits the home will divide the loot. Even if you lie upon the hearth, you will be like wings of a dove covered with silver, her pinions with brilliant gold. When the Almighty scatters kings in her mist, those in the shadow of darkness will be made snow white. The mountain of God is a fertile mountain. The mountain of majestic peaks is a fertile mountain. Why do you prance, O mountains of peaks? This is the mountain God has desired as his dwelling. The Lord will even dwell there forever. The chariots of God are twice ten thousand with thousands of angels. My Lord is in their midst at Sinai in holiness. You ascended on high and took a captive. You seized gifts for man, and now even rebels dwell with Yah, God. Blessed is my Lord, who each day loads us with beneficence, the God who is our deliverance forever. The Lord is a God of deliverance for us, and to God, my Lord, are the many avenues of death. God alone crushes the heads of his enemies, the hairy skull of him who goes about in his guilt. My Lord said, I will bring back from Bashan, I will bring back from the depths of the sea, that your foot may wade through the enemy's blood, that the tongue of your dogs may have its portion from your enemies. They saw your ways, O God, the ways of my God, my King, in holiness. The singers began, then the musicians, in the midst of the maidens, playing timbrels. In assemblies, bless God. Bless my Lord, O you who stem from Israel. There Benjamin the youngest rules them. The princes of Judah stone them, as do the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali. Your God has decreed your strength. Show your strength, O God, who has wrought this for our sake. Because of the glory of your sanctuary upon Jerusalem, kings will bring you tribute. Rebuke the wild beasts of the reeds, the assembly of mighty bulls among the calves of nations, until each submits himself with pieces of silver. Scatter the nations that desire wars. Nobles will come from Egypt. Cush will hasten to raise its hands to God. Kingdoms of the earth sing to God. Sing praise to my Lord forever. 
to the one who rides upon the loftiest of ancient heavens. Behold, he gives forth his voice, a voice of might. Ascribe power to God. His majesty is over Israel, and his might is in the skies. God, you are feared from your sanctuary. And it is the God of Israel who grants strength and power to his people. Blessed is God. Amen. Amen. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Here I am to
A parent's prayer. It's particularly important to pray for good and upright children. While praying for this, one should also ask Hashem to provide them with all their needs and send them their life's mate. It was you, Hashem, our God, before creation, and it is you, Hashem, our God, since creation. From this world to the world to come, you are God. You created the world in order to make your godliness known through your holy Torah. As the sages of blessed memory taught in the beginning, the world was created for the sake of Torah and for the sake of Israel. For Israel is your nation and your heritage. It is the nation you choose, you chose from all others, to whom you gave your holy Torah and which you brought close to your great name. To ensure the continuation of your Torah, we receive from you, Hashem our God, two commandments. You wrote in your Torah, be fruitful and multiply, and you also wrote, you shall teach them to your children. These two commandments have a single purpose. You did not create the world so that it would be desolate, but rather that it be inhabited by people. It is for your honor that you made, created, and fashioned the world. So that we, our offspring and the offspring of all your people, the house of Israel, know your name and study your Torah. And so I come before you, Hashem, King, who reigns over kings, and I cast my supplication before you. My eyes dependently look toward you until you be gracious to me and hear my plea and grant me sons and daughters. And may they too be fruitful and multiply, they, their children and their grandchildren, until the end of all generations, so that they and I might be engrossed in your holy Torah, learning, teaching, safeguarding, performing and fulfilling all the words of your Torah's teaching with love. Enlighten our eyes in your Torah, and attach our hearts to your commandments to love and fear your name. Our Father, merciful Father, grant us all long and blessed life. Who is like you, merciful Father, who recalls his creatures mercifully for life? Remember us for eternal life, just as Avram our father prayed, O oh, that Yishmael might live before you with fear of heaven. It is for this reason that we come to ask and plead before you that our children and grandchildren be upright offspring, that no blemish or imperfection be found in our children or grandchildren, that they enjoy only peace, truth, and goodness, and that they be upstanding in the eyes of God and man. May they become people of Torah, masters of scripture, Mishnah and Talmud, masters of the secrets of Torah, people of mitzvot and acts of kindness, people of sterling character. And may they serve you with love and with true internalized fear of heaven, not merely apparent fear. Please give each individual among our descendants all their needs in an honorable fashion. Grant them health, honor, strength, and give them stature, beauty, charm, and kindness. May there be love, brotherhood, and peace among them. Provide for them proper mates from families of Torah scholars and righteous God-fearing Jews or Gentiles. And may their mates also be blessed with everything we have asked you to grant them, since one prayer can affect the lives of many. You, Hashem, know all deep secrets, and before you all the recesses of our hearts lay bare. You know that all which we ask is for the sake of your great and hallowed name, and for the sake of your holy Torah. Therefore answer us, Hashem, please answer us, for the sake of our holy patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because the forefathers assist the offspring so that they grow to be branches which reflect their roots. Do so for the sake of King David, the fourth leg of the holy chariot, who sings, inspired by your Holy Spirit. Song of Ascents Praiseworthy is each person who fears Hashem, who walks in his paths. When we eat the labor of our hands, we are praiseworthy, and there is well for us. Our husbands and wives shall be like a fruitful vine in the inner chambers of our home. Our children shall by God shoot surrounding our table. Behold, for so is the man and woman who fears Hashem. May Hashem bless us from Zion, may he gaze upon the goodness of Jerusalem all the days of our life, and may we see children born to our children. Peace upon Israel. Please, Hashem, who hears our prayers, may the words of the Prophet, and as for me, this is my covenant with them, said Hashem. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have placed in your mouth shall not be withdrawn from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your offspring, nor from the mouth of your offspring's offspring, said Hashem. From this moment and forever be fulfilled regarding us. May the expressions of our mouths and the thoughts of our hearts find favor before you, Hashem, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. The circle for children's innocence. The find two verses in every time we say we have sinned or forgive some more, we say together. You ready, Mom? Yes, sir. Do, Do not, not please place upon us guilt for us, and that we have been foolish that we have sinned. We have sinned, 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 sin
Oh God, please cure not the illness of Israel, cure the vine, that's fruitful. That shame, disgrace, and miserable is its fruit. Redeem it, for, redeem it from a from a womb that's festering. Enter his years to Abraham, our father, Mount Moriah. We have sinned the wrath against our mother. The bandicamp of the nation, who redeemed with God's arm bear. Risk him from plague, and let them not become torn apart. Enter our call for the work of your hand, show your yearning concern. Enter the eyes, the end of the forefathers that the sea reads. We have sinned the wrath against our mother. The metal rock Abraham from whom we were, from whom we were hewn today on our behalf of you. Spill some anger and guide us on a straight path. Cleanse our purity and deliver your torch to Isaiah. Enter says the enter Joshua and Gilgal. We have sinned our forgiveness and murder. O God, see the ashes of the bound one Isaac and cause us spell for secure. Bring an end to plunder, destruction, storm, and tempest. Teach us and give us the wisdom of your word, which is flawless. Enter says the enter Samuel and Mizpah. We've seen the wrath against our mother, the one who is perfect from the womb, Jacob, his roots are not allowed to wither. Cleanse us from sin and disgrace and not become miserable. Give us support so that we may be safe and from your ways of kindness let us benefit. And so says the to Elijah Mount Carmel. We've seen the wrath against our mother. Strengthen us through the righteousness of Moses, who is drawn from the water and forgave with for sin and unintentional sin. Save us from panic of death and back, let us not retreat. Command our salvation and our iniquities, let us not dissolve. Enter as you answer Jonah, the innards of the fish. We've sent our wrath against our motor. The holiness of devout man Aaron, remember for the one Israel having lovely footsteps. Your mercy, your house has been smitten doubly. Return us voice free until your reverence and let not be exposed. All sins visible in the bond of our garments. Enter as you enter David and Psalm in the same Jerusalem. We should know I forgive some motor. Amen. Amen. This next upcoming prayer is called the Chapter of Mana. It is. It doesn't just go for food. It goes for everything in your life and um, like money, a house, car, everything that you need. May be the will before you, Hashem, my God, and the God of our forefathers, that that you provide a livelihood for all your people, the house of Israel, and my livelihood, and the livelihood of the members of my household, including with them. With these, and not with pain, with honor, and not with disgrace, and purposeful in the manner, and not in a forbidden manner, so that we will be able to perform your service and study your Torah, as just as you nourished our flowers with manna in the wilderness, and the land even desolate. Exodus 16, 4-36 Hashem said to Moses, Behold, I shall rain down before you food from heaven, that the people go out and pick the portion of each day on its day, so that I can test them, whenever they find my teaching or not. And it be on the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring, that it be double over what they pick every day. Moses and Aaron said to, the ch- to all the children of Israel, In the evening you shall know that Hashem took you from the land of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of Hashem when he hears your complaints against Hashem. For we are nothing that you should set complaints against us. Moses said, When Hashem gives you in the evening meat to eat and bed in the morning for Sadi, as Hashem hears the complaints that you are set against him, for we are nothing, not against us that complaints, but against Hashem. Moses said to Aaron, Say to the entire assembly of the children of Israel, John near before Hashem, for he has said your complaints. And it happened when Aaron spoke to the entire assembly of the children of Israel, they turned toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of Hashem was seen in the cloud. When Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, In the afternoon you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be saved with bread. And you shall know that I am that 
I am Hashem, your God, and it happened. In the evening when the crow went up, it covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew surrounding the camp. It evaporated the layer of dew, and behold, upon the surface of the wilderness was something thin exposed, thin like frost upon the earth. When the children of Israel saw, they said one to another, What is it? For they did not know what was. Moses said to them, This is the food that Hashem has given you to eat, and this is the thing that Hashem ha has gathered from it. The, this is the thing that Hashem has commanded. Gather from it for each man according to what he eats, and an omer per person according to the number of your people. Each man from whoever is in his tent shall you take. They did. So the children of Israel, and they, and they, he who took more, and he who took less, and they measured it in an omer. And no exodus had the one who had taken more, and the one who had taken less was not lacking. Everyone according to what he eats had they gathered. Moses said to them, Each person shall not leave over of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses, and some people left over from it until morning. And they became infested with worms and stink, and angry at them was Moses. They gathered it morning by morning, every man according to what he eats, and in the heat of the sun it melted. It happened on the sixth day that they gathered food that was double, two almost for each one, and two almost, two almost for each one, and they came all the princes of the assembly, and they told Moses, and he said to them, This is what Hashem has spoken, a rest day, a Sabbath of holiness, for Hashem, a small, that which you wish to bake, bake, that which you wish to cook, cook, and all that is left over, put away for yourselves for safekeeping, until the morning. Put away, they put away into morning as Hashem, as Moses commanded, and it did not sink, and infestation was not in it. Uh, Moses said, Eat it today, for it is a Sabbath. Today for Hashem. Today you will not find in the field. Sixty shall gather, but on the seventh day a Sabbath did not be any on it. It happened on the seventh day that someone, some went out from the people to gather, and they did not find. Moses said, Hashem said to Moses, Until when will y'all refuse to observe my commandments and see my teaching and my teachings? See that Hashem has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you on the sixth day food for two days. You shall remain each man in his place, and then not go out any man from his place. On the seventh day, rest of the people on the seventh day. They called the house of Israel its name manna. It was like a seed of coriander by white, and its taste was like a cake fried in honey. Moses said, This is the thing that Hashem has commanded, and no more full of it shall be a safeguarded treasure for your generations. So that they see the food that I fed you in the wilderness when I took you out from the land of Egypt. Moses said to him, Take, take one jar and put the omer full of manna, and place it before Hashem as a safeguarded treasure for your generations, as Hashem has commanded to Moses, and place it before the ark of testimony as a safeguarded treasure. The children of Israel ate the manna for forty years until they came to a land that was inhabited. The manna they ate until they came to the border of the land of Canaan, and over the tenth of an epa it is. Amen.
prayer. It's particularly important to pray for good and upright children. While praying for this, one should also ask Hashem to provide them with all of their needs and to send them their life's mate. It was you, Hashem, our God, before creation, and it is you, Hashem, our God, since creation. From this world to the world to come, you are God. You created the world in order to make your godliness known through your holy Torah, as the sages of blessed memory taught. In the beginning, the world was created for the sake of Torah and for the sake of Israel. For Israel is your nation and your heritage. It is a nation you chose from all others to whom you gave your holy Torah and which you brought close to your great name. To ensure the continuation of your Torah, we received from you, Hashem our God, two commandments. You wrote in your Torah, be fruitful and multiply, and you also wrote, you shall teach them to your children. These two commandments have a single purpose. You did not create the world so that it would be desolate, but rather that it be inhabited by people. It is for your honor that you made, created, and fashioned the world so that we, our offspring and the offspring of all your people, the house of Israel, know your name and study your Torah. And so we come before you, Hashem, King who reigns over kings, and we cast our supplications before you. May our, our eyes dependently look toward you until you'll be gracious to us and hear our pleas and grant us sons and daughters. And may they too be fruitful and multiply, they, their children, and their grandchildren until the end of all generations, so that they and we might be engrossed in your holy Torah learning, teaching, safeguarding, performing, and fulfilling all the words of your Torah's teaching with love. Enlighten our eyes in your Torah and attach our hearts to your commandments to love and fear your name. Our Father, merciful Father, grant us all long and blessed life. 
who is like you, merciful Father, who recalls his creatures mercifully for life? Remember us for eternal life, just as Avram our father prayed, O oh, that Ishmael might live before you, with fear of heaven. It is for this reason that we come to ask and plead before you, that our children and grandchildren be upright offspring, that no blemish or imperfection be found in our children or grandchildren, that they enjoy only peace, truth, and goodness, and that they be upstanding in the eyes of God and man. May they become people of Torah, masters of scripture, Mishnah, and Talmud, masters of the secrets of Torah, people of mitzvahs and acts of kindness, people of sterling character, and may they serve you with love and with true internalized fear of heaven, not merely apparent fear. Please give each individual among our descendants all their needs in an honorable fashion. Grant them health, honor, strength, and give them stature, beauty, charm, and kindness. May there be love, brotherhood, and peace among them. Provide for them proper mates from families of Torah scholars and righteous God-fearing Jews or Gentiles. And may their mates also be blessed with everything we have asked you to grant them, since one prayer can affect the lives of many. You, Hashem, know all deep secrets, and before you all the recesses of our hearts lay bare. You know that all which we ask is for the sake of your great and hallowed name, and for the sake of your holy Torah. Therefore answer us, Hashem, please answer us, for the sake of our holy patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because the forefathers assist the offspring so that they grow to be branches which reflect their roots. Do so for the sake of King David, the fourth leg of the holy chariot, who sings, inspired by your Holy Spirit. Song of Ascents Praiseworthy is each person who fears Hashem, who walks in his path. When we eat the labor of our hands, we are praiseworthy, in this we fast. Our husbands and wives shall be like a fruitful vine in, in the chambers of our home. Our children shall be like our shirts surrounding our table. Behold, for so blessed a man refuse our shame. May Hashem bless us from Zion, may gaze upon the goodness of Jerusalem all the days of our life, and may we see children born to our children. Peace upon Israel. Please, Hashem, who hears our prayers, may the words of the prophet, and as for me, this is my covenant with them, said Hashem. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have placed in your mouth shall not be withdrawn from your wealth, nor from the mouth of your offspring, nor from the mouth of your offspring's offspring, said Hashem, from this moment and forever be fulfilled regarding us. May the expressions of our mouths and the thoughts of our hearts find favor before you, Hashem, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. This is a for children's illnesses. The following two verses, and every time we say we send a life for gifts, I'm all side responsibly. You ready? Yes, sir. Do, Do not, not please place upon us gift for sin that we have been foolish or that we have sinned. We have sinned our life for gifts and molded. O oh God, please care the illness of Israel called divine, thus fruitful, that shame, disgrace, and miserable is this fruit. Redeem it from ruin and from a womb that's festering. And so says the answer to Abraham, our father, Mount Moriah. We have sinned our life for gifts and molded. The band of camp of the nation who were redeemed with God's arm bare. The skillful plague and let them not become torn apart. Excuse me. And so I call for the work of your hands, show you any concern. And so says the answer for our forefathers at the sea read. We have sinned our life for gifts and murder. The murder rock Abraham for who were you to be to there on our behalf with you. Spare us from anger and guide us in the state path. Cleanse our purity and deliver your towards our eyes of you. And so says the answer Joshua and Gilgal. We send the rock for gifts and murder. O God, see the ashes of the bound one Isaac, and cause us for secure. Bring it into prone to destruction, storm and tempest. Teach us and give us the wisdom of your word, which is flawless. And so says the answer Samuel Mizpah. We have sinned the rock for gifts and murder. The one who is perfect from the womb, Jacob, his roots do not allow to wither. Cleanse us from stain and disgrace, and let us not become miserable. Give support so that we may be saved, and from your ways of consciousness, benefit. And so says the answer, Elijah, Mount Carmel. We've sinned the rock for gifts and murder. Strengthen us through the righteousness of Moses, who is drawn from the water, forgive what for sin and unintentional sin. Save us from panic of death and back, let us not retreat. 
Command observation, then on an echoes, that's not dissolved. And so says the answer, John and the end of the fish. We have no affidavit on order. The holiness of a devout man, Aaron. Remember for the one Israel having lovely footsteps. You must see how husband's meant and deadly. Turn us for three and two your heavens and let that be exposed. Also visible in the bottom of our garments. And so says the answer, David and Solomon, who sent in Jerusalem. We have seen the affidavit on order. Amen. Amen. The chapter of manna. The commentators cite the Yerushalami that one who recites this chapter every day is assured that his food will not be lacking. Levish explains that this chapter teaches that God provides each day sustenance just as he provided the manna each day in the wilderness. Maybe the maybe the will before you, Hashem our God and the God of our forefathers, that you provide a livelihood for all your people, the host of Israel, my livelihood, and the livelihood of all the members of my household, including with them. With reason and not with pain, with honor and not with disgrace, in a permissible manner and not in a forbidden manner, so that, that we be able to perform your service and study your Torah, just as you know, should our forefathers remain in the wilderness, in the land ill and desolate. Hashem said to Moses, Behold, I shall rain down your holy food from heaven. Let the people go and pick the portion of each day, on its day, so that I can test them, whether they followed my teaching or not. And it shall be on the sixth day when they prepare what they bring. They will be double over what they pick every day. Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, If the evening you should know that Hashem took you out from the land of Egypt, and in the morning you see the glory of Hashem when he hears your complaints against Hashem, for we are nothing that you should incite complaints against us. Moses said, When Hashem gives you in the evening meat to eat and bread in the morning for sailing, as Hashem hears your complaints that you incite against him, for we are nothing, not against us are your complaints, but against Hashem. Moses said to Aaron, Say to the entire assembly of the children of Israel, Draw near before Hashem, for he has heard your complaints. And it happened when Aaron spoke to the entire assembly of the children of Israel. They turned toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of Hashem was seen in the cloud. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, In the afternoon you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be saved with bread. And you shall know that I am Hashem, your God. And it happened. In the evening, when the quail went up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew surrounding the camp, evaporated the layer of dew, and behold, upon the surface of the wilderness was something thin, exposed, thin like frost upon the earth. The children of Israel saw me said one to another, What is it? For they did not know what was. Moses said to them, This is the food that Hashem has given you to eat. This is the thing that Hashem has commanded. Gather from it each man according to what he eats, and only per person according to the number of your people. Each man from whoever is in his tent shall you take. They did. So the children of Israel, and they gathered, he who took more and he who took less. And they measured and numbered. And no extra had the one taken more, and the one who had taken less was not lacking. Everyone according to what he eats had they gathered. Moses said to them, Each person shall not leave over of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. And some people left over from it until morning, and it became infested with worms, and it stank. And then got them was Moses. They gathered up morning by morning, every man according to what he eats, and in the heat of the sun it melted. It happened on the sixth day that they gathered food that was double, two almost for each one. And they came out the princes of the assembly, and they told Moses, he said to them, This is what Hashem has spoken, a rest day, a Sabbath, a foreigners for Hashem is tomorrow. That which you wish to bake, bake, and that which you wish to cook, cook. And all that is left over, throw away for yourselves for safekeeping until the morning. They put away into morning as Hashem, as Moses commanded. 
and it did not stink, and, Mo- and the infestation was not in it. Moses said, Eat it, today, for it is the Sabbath. Today for Hashem. Today you are not find it in the field. Six days shall you gather, but on the seventh day a Sabbath did not be any on it. It happened on the seventh day, some were not from the people to gather, and they did not find. Hashem said to Moses, Until when will y'all refuse to observe my commandments and my teachings? See that Hashem has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you on the sixth day food for two days. You should remain, each man in his face. Then not, let not, let not any man go from his place on the seventh day. Rest to the people on the seventh day. They called the house of Israel its name manna. It was like a seed of coriander, but white, and its taste was like a cake fried in honey. Moses said, This is the thing that Hashem has commanded, and almost all of it shall be a safeguarded treasure for your generations, so that they see the food that we, I fed you in the wilderness when I took you from the land of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Take one joint and put them almost full of manna, and place it before Hashem as a safeguard treasure for your generations. As Hashem had commanded, as Hashem commanded to Moses, Aaron placed it before the Ark of Testimony. And they came into the eighth of man, and that was in the Ark of Testimony, as a safeguard of treasure. The children of Israel ate the manna for forty years, until they came to the land that was inhabited. The manna they ate, until they came to the borderland of Canaan, and only a tenth of an epa it is.
it's so important to pray for ourselves because the world says we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not rich enough, and our bodies don't look right. And I want you to remember, whenever you feel down about yourself in the way that you look, number one, the Creator did not have a problem with how you looked because that is how He made you. And number two, a really good example of trying to be what the world wants you to be and... uh <laughs> Not having it work out right is an actress named Jennifer Grey. And you don't have to go um, look at, watch her movies or anything because she was all over the news. She could not find work anymore. She was in Dirty Dancing. The movie did really, really well. And then uh, they were making fun of her nose. So she went and got a nose job. And afterward, nobody recognized her. So they didn't want to hire her for jobs. How I totally ironic is that? There she went and she fixed the thing that they were picking on her for. And then... After she got it fixed, they're like, who are you? And they didn't want to hire her. She would have been better off keeping her own nose, even though, you know, it's, it's hurtful when people make comments about you or, or comments about your body. But she's an example to where she did everything that she could to get that acceptance, to get, you know, people to stop picking on her. And she lost her career. Because that's what made her unique. Her nose, as much as people picked on her for it, made her who she was. Jay Leno has his chin. You know, um, Jennifer Aniston also has an interesting nose and a somewhat chin. Um, so each person has different features. And just because we don't look like a Barbie's, you know, features, um, facial, body, whatever it might be, that doesn't make us ugly. That doesn't make us, you know, it makes us unique. And if we all look the same, then, you know, there's, it's like poor Jennifer Beale. She, here's this actress who changed what made her unique and then nobody wanted her anymore, even though they were picking on her for that. So the world is the world. The world doesn't really care. They're going to find something to pick on you about. And what we need to do is just stand strong and stand up and, and uh, stand in our faith. Remember that, again, the Creator made you the way that you are. There's nothing wrong with us changing something or accepting some, accenting something on ourselves, uh, you know, dyeing our hair, whatever, if it is just for the purpose of our enjoyment. If it makes us feel good to do it, you know, hey, okay, God gave us free will and He gave us our bodies to take care of. But when you get into a situation where you're doing something to your body to try to please others or gain acceptance and not be picked on, um, that's not right at all because that's your individuality right there, the individuality that God gave you. Um, yeah, so if you are able to, please place your hand upon your head. We're going to say the Birkat Hamugel to bless ourselves. doesn't matter what the whole world is doing as long as we're coming to our God and we are blessing ourselves in his name and with his power and asking him to bless us. Blessed are you, divine and infinite one, great guardian of the universe who showers goodness upon all because we are all deserving of goodness. Blessed are you who guides us in the right directions. Blessed are you who watches over and protects us by sending guardians our way. Blessed are you who empowers us to protect ourselves from harm of any kind, from harming ourselves, from harming others, from harming the world around us. Blessed are you who empowers us to bring goodness upon ourselves by making healthy and self-loving choices in our lives. 
May our own goodness, protection, and empowerment continue, and may we all know, see, and feel without a doubt the goodness that exists within ourselves, within everyone, within everything. May the Infinite One who has bestowed these blessings of goodness continue to shower them upon those who are safe, and especially upon those who are in need and unsafe in the world. Amen. Amen. The other thing that it's important to do on a daily basis is really important to bless ourselves daily, sometimes more than once a day, because as we go through our day, we are attacked from all sides. Um, so many things going on. It doesn't matter whether you work in the entertainment industry you're, or you're an accountant, a plumber, whatever it might be. There is going to be some criticism somewhere. There might be somebody having a bad day. Maybe somebody doesn't feel so good about themselves and they take it out on you. Um, it doesn't make them feel any better. It doesn't make the situation better, but it does make us feel really crummy. So, you know, blessing ourselves will help us stay into a positive state so we can deal with those situations a bit better and possibly even rub somebody the right way. <laughs> somebody who's rubbing us the wrong way or bullying us or whatever it might be. And we could wind up going there and you know, making a difference for them as well. It's also really important to pray for our children on a daily basis, and if possible, more than one time a day. I gave the example yesterday how there are some individuals who go through their entire lives never knowing how much their parent cared, how much their parent worried, how much their parent prayed for them. And we might say, yes, we love them and we're there for them. We give them things we provide for them so they should know. And a lot of times, you know, we don't know. We don't know somebody how much somebody cares until they tell us. And one of the greatest blessings is knowing that somebody cares so much that they go to our Creator and ask Him for blessings upon us. That is truly magical and amazing. Such a blessing. Um, and again, because of the same the example that I gave yesterday, I was talking about how sometimes we don't find out until someone passes over how much they cared. When we're going through their things to see what needs to be thrown and sold or what we'll keep. At the point in time when the person becomes nothing more than what they left behind, their belongings, the things that remind us of them or that have memories for us. In that moment and in that instant is when we find out how much they truly cared. Why do we have to wait until we pass over? Why do we have to leave it like that? When we could develop our, the relationship with our children now by letting them know that we are constantly praying for them and seeking their good. They're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. And sometimes they're going to do things that are, we really do not approve of. But if they know that we have them in our prayers and we're continually lifting them up, it makes such a huge difference. There's nothing like that feeling. Okay, so um, if you're able to reach your children and place your hand upon their head, if not, you can grab a picture of them. Put your hand upon that. Um, and it's just to focus your prayer a bit more. It doesn't have any kind of super magical quality. It's more the mental focus that comes into play. Um, otherwise, you can keep a picture of them in your head and stretch your arm out in whatever direction they're at. Skylar Marie woke up now, so uh, she's able to join us for this last part. She had perfect timing. Uh, she's trying to settle in. Good job. Good job. Yeah, she came over. Yes, just in time. Ready? It's time to pray. So, for the boys. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. For a daughter. May God make you like Sarah, Rachel, Rebecca, and Leah. 
for the both boys and girls. May God bless you and watch over you. May God shine his face toward you and show you his favor. May God be favorably disposed toward you and may he grant you peace. Amen. <laughs> Skylar's trying to get comfy and she's there. I'm doing the crying. It's kind of that little whine. <laughs> sky, sky. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. So now she's touching the laptop with her foot because we're not letting her touch it with her hands. And she was just using hers. I just posted a, a picture of Skylar on her little laptop on Instagram, uh, which gets shared to my Facebook as well. Um, if you are on social media and you would like to connect with us, uh, please feel free to do so. We're all over the internets. And the interwebs that are full of, the interwebs are tubes full of cats and pictures of my kids. (laughs) And of course, if there's anything we can ever do for you, please do not hesitate to contact us. Go to any one of our websites, forward slash contact, the contact page right there. If not, through social media, send us a private message, whatever it is. If you are in need of, of someone to speak to. If you feel misunderstood or if there's things that are too heavy that are going on in your life and you don't feel comfortable sharing with someone in your general circle, please, by all means, feel free to contact. It's okay. You can touch that. Yes, you can touch that. Okay. Um, please feel free to contact us. Um, we are here for you. I've gone through so many different things and... It will definitely be a blessing to be able to speak to someone about the things that are going on in your life. So I highly encourage you to reach out and, um, oops, that tea bottle just, (laughs) yeah, some chamomile and ginger tea never hurt anyone. Um, that's what I'm giving Skylar right now. Some chamomile and ginger with a bit of honey. She's not feeling all that great. I'm going to go comfort my baby now, but please feel free to contact us. We're here for you. Um, I might have a child in the background. We might have to schedule a time uh, when we can both speak. But please know that we are here. We care. And, yeah, if there's anything that we can ever do for you. Again, this is Penny, CJ, and Skylar Marie. Saying have fun, stay safe, and God bless from cjskidsclub.com. Pennysempowermentclub.com and happylittlemama.com. God bless you, friends. Let's go ahead and say our ending prayer, and um, then we'll listen to our ending song, and we'll go forth and bring the light of God into this world just by being ourselves, being the person God made you to be and being the best that you can be. This is, uh, oh, Elohim, our Adonai. If we are weary, give us strength. If we are discouraged, give us hope. If we have forgotten how to pray, remind us. If we have been careless of time, forgive us. Help us, keep us, sorry, keep us from blaming others for our own faults. Help us to heal the wounds that we have thoughtlessly inflicted. Keep us from the pride that blinds the mind and from the anger that locks the heart. We thank you for the strength to work. We thank you also for the gift of rest. To the sick and the suffering, send your hope. To the forgotten and the lonely, send your love. To the confused and the distressed, send your light. To the weary and the wrong, send renewed strength. To the pursuers of justice, send wisdom and courage. To the seekers of peace, send vision and resolve. In moments of temptation, give us strength. In hours of doubt, renew our faith. Amen. God bless you, friends. Bye.
When he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. There is thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fist. The Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close, and so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, bar and love. Our God is an awesome God. And when the sky was starless in the void of the night, Spoke into the darkness and created the light. Judgment and wrath he poured out on Sodom. Mercy and grace he gave us at the cross. I hope that we have not too quickly forgotten that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome Some